Hello, hello, hello. Greetings, my gorgeous goddesses. You are on with Aviola, and we have another exciting, empowering, self-love conversation for you today. We have the exceptional, the beautiful, the chocolate, the glowing singer Estelle in the house. She has had multiple nominations and a Grammy win for two-time platinum American Boy, her collaboration with Kanye West, the number one radio record anthem, Thank You, certified gold single with Conqueror, the epic duet with Jussie Smollett, and an exciting reoccurring cameo role on the Fox Network series Empire. Plus, she has the featured character role of Garnett on the Cartoon Network's Emmy-nominated series Steven Universe. The London-born singer was raised in a religious Senegalese Grenadian household, so of course I can relate to my Caribbean sister, you know. And she has a new song called Love Like Ours that is so good. I played it for my Guyanese relatives, and they are loving it. It features the reggae sensation, Taurus Riley, a.k.a. Mr. Singy Singy, and it's the first single off of her fifth studio album. Welcome, Goddess Estelle. Hi, how are you? I am great. How are you today? I'm pretty wonderful. No complaints. Good. (laughs) Spoken like a proper British uh, lady. (laughs) We've just heard your very, <laughs> we've just heard your very accomplished bio. So, Estelle, who is the woman behind the accolade? Um, that's pretty complex of a question. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter first. I, I, uh, I do music first. I also happen to have the luxury of being, like, able to produce and, you know, also voice characters and, write and act and do other things. So, you know, all of that's a blessing in addition to, to you know, my first calling, which is music. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I have to tell you that, you know, when you burst onto the scene for me as a chocolate Guyanese sister, that you, to me and to a lot of women, are the representation of natural black beauty and originality and womanhood. Um, first of all, I don't know, are you aware of that? And if you are, what does that mean to you? <laughs> um, you know, I never take anything I do for, like, granted in the sense that I never really, um, I don't do it because of that. You know, I, I do it because I, I'm very clear and I'm very happy about who I am, you know, and um, and that's all I can give. That's the thing, that's the thing that I can give and the thing that I can do very well. So I do that. You know, um, and I'm just happy that I'm able to influence people in that way like that. When you say that to me, that makes me know I'm on my path. But, you know, I kind of, I just, I do what I know to do. You know, and these are the things that I know to do. So, uh, you know, I appreciate saying that. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. You're absolutely welcome. And I think that that's what it's about. It's about alignment. And as you said, knowing that we're on our path when we're doing what we need to do. And you actually just reminded me there is a an Afro-British saying, a minakara, that means that's my face. When you see someone, you're like, oh, that's my face. <laughs> and right, for you, yes, yes. You grew up in West London. Um, I was in London a couple of months ago, and I'll be speaking in London again in a few weeks. London rocks. What was it like growing up in West London in your Senegalese Grenadian family? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I always relate um, 
I, I moved to New York first, so it's kind of like I relate London, but especially when I'm dealing with this side of the world, I always relate London and where I grew up in London to kind of like growing up in Harlem. You know, there's a very rich and storied and um, uh, healthy, like, backstory with West Indians and Africans in West London in the, you know, in the 50s and 60s and 70s. And my family joined that story in the 60s, you know. So it was very, uh, it, was, it, was, it was wonderful. To me, I never got to know a lot of the things that were happening, you know, race and energy and culture-wise that were negative. All I knew was that my family was huge. We listened to everything. My mom was amazing and she was beautiful. And she made sure that we were always, you know, African and West Indian at the same time. We were raised African, but she never let us forget. Um, my dad's from Grenada and he didn't grow up with us. But she never let us not know our roots. She never, she used to cook the food for us. She taught us how to make specific Grenadian dishes, you know, just so we knew about our culture from all angles, even though we were in an African household. So for me, it was that kind of thing. And then also, I ended up, you know, some parts through my childhood, I grew up in church. So um, that's kind of where my singing, um, I want to say, and my music kind of sprouted. But my dad was in, was a musician and he was in bands when he was younger and he played with a lot of reggae artists and, and wrote for a, a, a good few legendary reggae artists when I was, you know, when I was very young and I hardly knew. So... It kind of was in my DNA per se, you know, to like do this and to to be this person. I'm I'm very thankful that it was. Oh, I'm thankful that it was too, sis. And that's so beautiful. Your mom would really enjoy Harlem now. That's where I, I'm born oh, yeah. in New York and lived in Harlem for the last 12 years. Yeah. Wow. And your mom would enjoy. There's a little Senegal now right around the corner. Uh-huh. You know, where exactly. That's <laughs> literally where I go to get all my foods and things like that. It's a, it's a community and an energy that feels very much like home. So you know, in in the metaphorical sense of the word. So I very, you know, I understand it. I get it. And that's why it was related to like, well, if you grew up in Harlem in the 80s, that would be like mm-hmm. growing up in London, West London in the 80s too. You know, kind uh, of the same vibe. Good and bad. Yes. You know, well, well, Renaissance tell your mom. and wonderful. <laughs> yes, c- crazy and wonderful. Estelle, you have yeah. to tell your mom. Tell her that Abiola, who interviewed you today, doesn't eat meat anymore, but the only food that I miss is chebuyap. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She'd be so happy to hear that. <laughs> She's like, they know about that, man? we like, yes, ma, they do, they do. The internet exists, yes, so people do. traveled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And what is it then that, you know, you told us a little bit about your mom, which I think explains your positive energy and your positive demeanor. What inspires you to keep going, Goddess Estelle, on a daily basis? What's your inspiration? Uh, I think it's it's close to what I said earlier about, like, knowing who I am and the reason I'm here um, kind of thing. Anytime I've done anything in my life that has been kind of not to the aid of, like, being positive, it works out very negative mm-hmm. for me. Um, so, I, I, you know, whenever I've done anything that literally has the word love attached to it or literally has, you know, something very positive in, in the wording attached to it, it always what ends up very, very good. So I kind of twigged on early that I'm supposed to be out here to inspire in some way or I'm supposed to be out here to give, um, to be just, be, just be a continual beam of light in a certain space. And, you know, and, and, in a way, I think my gift has been that I am, when I'm convinced of something, or when I believe in something, 
or, you know, in the way that I believe in myself, I don't know or see any other way. And a lot of people get talked out of their dreams in general life quicker than they like, quicker than they like to before they even, sometimes before they even get to realize what that dream is. And I feel like I'm kind of the voice to kind of keep you on your path and keep you in your way and keep you doing what you need to do. You know, I'm just one of the voices. I just, I like to use my voice for that. And I, I know that it works out great. So I keep doing that. And, you know, it works out great for me with myself and my life. But also the energy and the feeling of just giving and being positive and being good is, is not a feeling that is, is horrible. It's a nice feeling, you know, too, for me. But also seeing the benefits of it, seeing people feel good when they listen to my music. I go into the session happy. The outcome is happy, you know. Whatever the song's yeah. about, people are, are, thank you was the saddest song I ever sung. <laughs> I literally cried through it, but I was so happy to be able to even go in a session and do it. And then the outcome of that record being touching so many people's lives in the way it did. You know, like it's, it's very, uh, it's kind of like, this is why, this is why I'm here. And I'm clear about it. So I just get on with it, you know? Yes, yes. So, well, let's go deeper into that then. If someone is listening and she says, well, easy for her to say, you know, look at her. You know, she's beautiful. She's on, Because people idealize people on TV and they don't realize yeah. that you're a human being. And they say, well, easy for her to say. What's your advice yeah. to someone who wants to go for it, wants to do something in their lives, you know, that maybe they don't see a representation around them? And they say, um, well, easy for Estelle to say. I would say that, look, if God put it in your heart, and there's no one bigger than God or whoever you worship to you. There should be no one bigger than that. So whoever you worship, put it in your heart. And I say God because I worship God and Jesus. Whoever you worship, they put it in your heart. What's bigger than that? You have to find a way. In the same way that you find a way to, if you want to watch TV or you want to be at a specific show or you want to go eat this cookie today, whatever, find a way to do what you want to do with your dreams. And and if it means just you Googling, figuring it out step by step by step, do it. You know, like there's a reason we're here. And I think the the quote is the greatest day is when you find your purpose. I think in addition to that, an even doper day after that is when you figure out how to do it. You know, and I didn't, like I literally had, I was the only one in my space in my time doing what I was doing the way I was doing it. You know, and I had no role models um, when I, or should I say in my time, but starting up my career. I didn't really have, there weren't any female rappers physically on the ground in front of my face, pointing me in the direction of producers, telling me how things were going to go, telling me how to behave, showing me any of that. I had, I had Jay-Z and Puff write any documentary I could get my hands on, any clips I could find, any um, newspaper articles, physically watching them when they came to, t- I had that as my example. I found a way to get to where I wanted to get to, you know. So my thing is this, if you want to do it, you will find a way. It is as simple as that. I just I just gave you the house, but, like, it is as simple as that. If you want to, you will. Get up and do it. Money isn't the fact that I didn't have money back then. Money really isn't, isn't, isn't the whole part, you know. It's not the thing that's going to stop or start you, you know. Like, you, if you want to do it, do it, and it will it will fall into place. You know, you'll have to do, you have to work. You'll have to do things on the side. But either way, if you want to get to it, you will. You have to, you, you'll, you'll, if you have to, you'll do it, you know? And yes. to me, with music, yes. with anything that I do, I do it because I have to, because it's something that I'm called to do and it's my purpose. Not because, well, I just feel like, I'm going to just try that. 
You know, I think life is too precious to waste it on. That's nothing to do with me. The hell am I doing? <laughs> you know? And I'm not saying that in a frivolous sense. Life is great. Try everything. But in, when it comes to purpose or when it comes to I have this really strong feeling in the pit of my gut that I'm not paying attention to, those things, that moment, find it and do it. And that's as simple as that. Find how and do it. Well said. Well said, Goddess Estelle. That's what I always say that, you know, you wouldn't have had the calling if it wasn't meant for you. You wouldn't exactly. have the calling if it wasn't meant for you. So and what do you do? Provides, sorry, I believe that God provides for you as well. When you decide mm-hmm. to pick up, the, you know, pick up what you, you came here to do, he provides ways for it to happen. So, you know, just get on with it. That's the fault. Absolutely, absolutely. And so what do you do when you feel stressed or anxious or afraid? What are some of your self-care practices? Um, I take a moment. I, I chill out. I think um, fear, there's this quote that when you're fearing, you're not loving, and you can't do both at the same time. You're either fearing or you're loving. So when you're scared, you're not approaching things with love, and that's the way you should approach them, right? So I just take a moment. And I reassess. I literally, if I go, I breathe, I stand in a room and I just literally breathe. When things are coming at me a mile a minute, I'm like, give me a minute. Everybody chill out. Give me a minute. You know? And, or I find myself a room or I find myself a different space and just go, even if it's like turning around and looking out, facing a wall for five seconds and just breathing in and out, reset myself and know and get to the, remember why the hell I'm there in that specific point in the first place and then get back to it. You know, and, of course, things don't always go to perfect time where I have my space and I have my closet and I can go burn my Palo Santo and just, you know, be all spiritual and stuff. I do that too. But, you know, these they're, those are my tools for me to get on with my life. So I just, I literally stop for a second when everything feels like it's overwhelming me and, you know, five, five seconds, five breaths in and out, think to myself, why am I here? What got me here? Am I supposed to fail? Why would I have gotten this far if I was supposed to fail? No. Okay. Keep pushing. Keep going. You know, reset myself, essentially. That's what I did. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Great advice. The power of the breath always has the Mm -hmm. power to do a reset. Wonderful advice. Well, let's talk about your new song, Goddess Estelle. Love Like Ours. It's a love (laughs) song. Like I said, I've been playing it for my family. And we like it. We like the song. It's good. It's good. happy. Yes. So tell us about the inspiration for this new song. Oh, this song is a song that kind of um, represents what the album's about. You know, there are so many, especially today, so many different versions of what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to be in love, how it's supposed to come about. What's, you know, like the right way to do it, what you got to look like, what he's got to look like, what he's got to be earning, what you got to be earning, what you, you know, what your New Year's resolutions are this year. You know, like it's so many different versions of what and how and why we're supposed to be in love. And for me, it's kind of like that should be based on your individual because no two people are alike. You know, no two people are the same in general. No two situations are the same. But this song to me is kind of like representative of that. In addition, it essentially is a song that, um, like I said, encapsulates the whole album. The whole album is based on my parents' love story and that they weren't together for the longest period of time through just a wrong decision, negative energy, people not feeling like they deserve to be together, and, you know, and choices that were just wrong. You know, families keeping them apart for whatever personal reasons that had nothing to do with their happiness. 
and nothing to do with uh, my parents' happiness and all to do with jealousy and just, you know, feeling angry about their life choices. So to me, it was like um, they finally found their way back to each other. And after 20 years, they got married, you know, and their love story is very much, we do this on our terms, you know, seeing them together, it's been an experience. And I'd never to that point, you know, they say you look at your parents and you repeat what you see with your family, right? When you deal with your own situation. And I'd never seen to that point, I'd never seen a real, I'd never seen what a real relationship looked like. I saw what an abusive, emotionally abusive one looked like. I saw what one looked like when it was fear-based. I saw what one looked like when it was just horrible. My mom was married to somebody else, and he was not the right guy for her, you know? He didn't love her. She didn't love him. And so, you know, I'd seen that as my example. And so when I, when I started looking at my choices and my picks, all the men that I had picked to be with were examples of my stepdad, you know, different versions of him. So I started to, like, write this album trying to, like, reevaluate what I was doing <laughs> and it came down to yeah. you write about love and you don't know what the hell it is go and investigate what that is you know and so I started doing it and I started doing the personal work on myself and putting myself in a better space and and this is what it came to like the story of my mom and dad I just thought it was such a beautiful story I thought I would write about it in this in in music and reflect to you know like kind of um chain it to what I was going through because it is chain. But it is their story. It's kind of like a love like ours on our terms. Don't be mad that we finally found each other and we're happy, you know, because that's essentially their story. People were so upset that they got together. It was just like, how can you be mad at something that was supposed to have happened 20-odd years ago, you know? It was phenomenal. But, like, you know, so this song, Love Like Ours, kind of brings the entire album together and talks, speaks to their story but also speaks to everybody's versions, everybody's um, hang up with the perfect love story, the perfect selfie, the perfect Instagram image that illustrates your love. Hashtag, I love black love, but some of the Instagram pictures are just unrealistic, <laughs> you know, yes. as, as opposed to like what people are really going through. And I love a great image. I, I think we need to see more of them, but I'd love to see some more realistic images. The blended families, the families of grown kids that, and parents that are getting remarried, parents that aren't, wasn't, weren't great to each other their entire lives and gave their kids a bad example, but still came back around and managed to fix things with their children. You know, just a real life story. So this is what this song is. It's encouraging people to not be ashamed of your love because it doesn't look like what everybody tells you it should look like. You know, love is love is love. And if it's love, it's a good thing. You know, you just have to place it in the love right place. Is- Yes, love is love yeah. is love. That's such a beautiful story, your parents' story. My my parents have a similar story. They were married, though, my whole life. But during my childhood, my dad was off having children with other people. And now they, they are, do. you know, back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now they're back solidly married. So I love your parents' love story. Have you mm-hmm. played the song for them? Oh, yeah. They were so excited. They they. They're, the, they're like the best. Like my mom and dad are like the big homie and, and big homie and big homie yet to me kind of thing. You know, like people call their parents, oh, the OGs, the big homies. I'm just like, no, they really are. They're like my, I love them. I love their way. I love the way they are with each other. I love the person my mom is now. I've never seen her smile so much in my entire life. And it's so amazing to see. Like I never knew what that looked like. I took rejection. I took being miserable as 
the example of what love should be and what it looks like to be in a relationship, you know? And so I'm getting a re-education on it. And, you know, this song, she said, you know, I never looked at a love story like this. This is so good to hear it, in, like, from you, first of all, but, like, just in this term, you know, like, in this way. And I was like, this is how everyone's love story should be. Like, whatever. Oh. Like, this is ours, you know? That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. This is ours, though, you know? And you deserve you oh, know, and everyone deserves that, so... Yes, we all deserve that. That's so beautiful. So what does yeah. ideal love look like for you now with this re-education of love, seeing your oh. parents and, you know? Oh, I love I love to smile. I love to be happy. Like, that's the one thing my mom had that she showed me. I used to feel guilty if I was happy and, and like, affectionate to my guy. You know, like, I, used, I would always feel like, oh, like, maybe he's going to reject me. And I would almost expect the rejection. And then it would come and I'd be like, see? But then I'd still be there. You know, yeah. so I've learned that if I give affection and it's rejected, I don't need to be there. That's take that yes. for what that is, you know, like, and I'm, I'm like, so that isn't love to me. What, what love looks like is acceptance, reciprocation, joy, fun, your jokes, your inside jokes, your friend jokes, your friends first, you know, and, and then from there onwards, continually learning, learning together, learning apart and not forgetting yourself in anything. That's what love looks like to me. Like, you have to be puppet. There's other people that, to me, I look at and I'm like, oh, the example you set is so beautiful. Um, Nisi Nash is somebody who I think I look at from, like, a outward-in perspective. And she said something, like, her legacy was, you know, divorce, seeing her brother die, her mom got shot. And she said, I couldn't let that be my legacy for my life going forward. So she changed it, you know? She's happy. You see her smiling. It's genuine. I've met her and I've hung. I've been around her in real life. It's genuine, you know. Um, Snoop and his wife are another one. You see their joy. It's genuine. They have fun when they're together. You know, through whatever, through whatever, however. It's to me like that is what love should look like. You know, it shouldn't be you're both standing there and playing a role and. Sure, you can, you know, you can never touch each other or, you know, and the only time you touch each other is when you post a picture on Instagram. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. But a lot of people live that. A lot of people live that, you know, and that's, that's reality. I know a few people who live that. So to me, that's what love is, joy, happiness, feeling and, and just being, enjoying being around each other, enjoying being each other's family, enjoying being each other's friends, you know, that. That's what to me love is. So. Yes, that's a beautiful, beautiful description. And I know people, like you said, who also are experiencing the other way. So if someone is listening and she's settling when it comes to relationships, what is your advice to her? Don't. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> you have too much. Like you, the fact that you're listening to this is divinely orchestrated, I would say. I would say God put you, put this in your ear for a reason right now. So I would say like, you know, listen to what, what's being said. This isn't me preaching. I don't know the world. What I do know is what my happiness looks like. And if you're night, if you're angry or you're sad 90% of your day, categorically, that's not happiness. That's not just riding the lows until the happiness comes. That's something you shouldn't be involved with, you know, or something you have to change. And if you change it and you manage to change it and you're still being bombarded with, well, why are you so happy? Well, girl, go find your happiness. Go find someone who can be happy with you. 
Find someone who will look at the sun and the moon and the stars or be into whatever you're into and still get on with what they're into and not make you feel like, ah, oh, you know? Uh, I, I, think, yes. I think find your equal, find your person, find your friend, you know? That you don't have to, your life is your life and you're not responsible for anything going that is behind you. You're responsible from today onwards. Categorically, today onwards. You're not responsible. You don't have to hold on to anything. So that's what I would say. Find your happiness. You don't, you have to start from this hour onwards and just move forward. And you should endeavor to be happy in that. You know, you should endeavor to find love in every moment from that walking forward. So that's, you know, that's what yeah. I would say. Yes, well said, and that's what the title Love Like Ours gives us because it's ours. It's our mm-hmm. love, you're saying. Love like our own person, not like anybody else, your own love story. Exactly, you get it. Yep. Okay, well, you have an upcoming show, Goddess Estelle, where people can come and hear oh. you perform Love Like yeah. Ours. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to be in my city, in New York City. I Tell am. us about that. I am. I'm going to be in, in New York around um, Labor Day weekend performing at a couple of shows. So you got to look out for me then. I always post on my Instagram or my um, or my Twitter whenever I'm doing shows because sometimes fake shows go up and it's weird. <laughs> so I always tell people, look at my Instagram, look at my um, Twitter and or Facebook and you'll see why I'm performing. But essentially, that's why I do it. That's why. Um, yeah, I'll be out there um, end of end of this month, Labor Day weekend. I'm excited. Okay, and where can people find the beautiful song Love Like Ours? Uh, Love Like Ours is up streaming live everywhere right now. <laughs> so the Twitter, uh, from Twitter to SoundCloud to iTunes to Facebook, it's Amazon, uh, Spotify. It's, all, it's on Spotify and several playlists as well, so you should check that out. But, yeah, it's up and it's streaming. And, and I'm, I appreciate all of the love. And everybody who's listening to Love Like Ours and making it, and it really feels good and it feels nice to them right now. You know, that was the point. Something good and something that felt good this summer. And I'm really excited. I'm really Yay. excited. Yay. Well, it, it shows. It absolutely shows, sis. And so thank, thank you. you. Any last words of Estelle inspiration for someone who may <laughs> be going through difficulty either in love or answering her calling or just life in yeah. general? No, I think, you know what, I I keep saying this and I always say this to people, like, I don't have all the answers. You do. You got it. This is your life. What do you want to do? Once you decide that, then move on it. Everything else is secondary. You know, once you know what your calling is, you figured out that thing that's in the bottom of your stomach or in the back of your brain or in in the pit of your heart keeps tugging at you. Once you figure what that is or, you know, you narrow in on the general idea of it, do it. Move towards it. Like it wouldn't be there if it wasn't meant to be there. You know. Um, your and and but remember that your your choices navigate your life. You know, like don't take for granted that. You know, if you if you do have an extraordinary talent, which I think everyone does, and you can move along with it, remember that this is something that was given to you by a higher power, and it's not for play and it's not for jokes. And you know, and, and it can be taken away. But if you choose to move along with it and you choose to to go ahead and get your, you know, get your life and do what you came here to do, know that there's a reason for you being here, you having that talent, and go do it fearlessly. You're in control of this. Your choices are in control of this. So that's, you know, that's as simple as that. That's all I have to say. Oh, yes. <laughs> I yes. think that that is beautiful. Thank you so much, sis. You inspired me no today. I'm going to go... 
have some chebu jen. I can't have some chebu gas, but I can't have some chebu jen. <laughs> good, good, good. Do that, do that, do that, do that. <laughs> and thank, thank you, you for this beautiful conversation. Always. Thank you. You're welcome. I will try to come see you when I'm in New York. It's the day after I return from speaking in the Bahamas, but I'm going to try to come. I will try to be there and support my sister. So uh, but I, I will try it. to well, enjoy the Bahamas and enjoy London. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, there sis. You and to you who are listening, you have been given gems of self-love today. You've been given gems of self-care. And most importantly, you've been inspired to live life your way and to love your life and love your loves your way. So go on and be seen, be heard, be a movement, and I will see you in the next conversation. Namaste, my goddesses.